With 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chandelier Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Hello, friends, and welcome to Untorn, where we are broadcasting life and broadcasting love from Studio 14B. I'm your host, Jay Trainer, coming at you live. It is good to be with you guys. Welcome aboard. If this is your uh, first time back uh, in a while, it's good to have you guys. And if you are tuning in uh, for perhaps the first time, uh, it is also good to have you. And if you are a repeat offender uh, to Untorn, again, uh, glad that you are able to be a part of this. This is uh, Untorn, uh, broadcasting live from Studio 14B, where it is in the comfort of my living room. We love to talk about life, we love to talk about hope, and we love to talk about how we are ultimately made for more. I noticed that there are a few people tuned in over on the video side of things, over on Facebook uh, live and uh, thanks for tuning in on that side. We're going to be getting into some content in just a few moments, but tonight we're is part two of this whole mission series and what missions about and living life on purpose and with purpose instead of living life accidentally or living life without having a rudder or a direction or things of that nature and and I love how moments can so easily become movements but what what the problem is with that is all too often guys and ladies we have moments that transpire in our lives that lead us to movements that we were never intended for uh, sometimes we hold on to the victim card sometimes we uh, stay crippled when there are resources for help and recovery and things of that nature and I'm not saying that we shouldn't go through seasons and times where uh, we are um, walking through hurt and pain. You know, that's part of life. But uh, ultimately, we uh, need to make sure that we're staying true to the identity for which we are created for. Uh, My mom chimed in and mentioned the word compass. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that relates to it. And so uh, for me, I come back to mission. I come back to what is it that is happening in my life that is good, if not great, and staying plugged into those things, staying true to those things, and making sure I'm pushing forward uh, in that which matters as opposed to that which uh, truly doesn't matter. So I, I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you can relate to that. I don't know if this is something that is uh, relevant to you, but I know it is to me, especially in this season of life. It's fall. It's a new season. It's it's really time to kind of hone in on what the mission needs to be about. And I want to encourage you to be about whatever mission it is that you need to be involved with within the context of your life. If it's people, great. If it's a job, great. If it's 
uh, something spiritual or faith-driven. Make sure that that is part of uh, your reality. So with that being said, uh, we're going to look at some some scripture tonight. Some, uh, I think, truth that, that relates to this whole idea of mission and making sure that, again, we're staying plugged into that which matters most and avoiding that which doesn't need to be involved in our reality. And so with that being said, I'm going to pray. And again, welcome aboard. Good to have you. And uh, as we dive in and pray, we're going to read some passages of scripture and then talk about it. So let me pray with you. Hey, God, thanks for tonight. Thank you for the chance to dive into um, talking about mission and, and the relevancy of mission. And God, I thank you that we don't have to go through life directionless. Uh, we can have focus. We can have purpose. We can have uh, a a target that we're aiming for. And I, I pray, God, that you would be with uh, our time uh, together today. And just ask God that you would um, move in our hearts, stir in our lives that which we need to have happen. Uh, may the moments that take place over these next few minutes uh, gear us towards your movement and whatever it is that you have intended for us. We love you, God. Pray this in your name. Amen. Again, welcome aboard. Good to be with you guys. Here we go. We're going to look tonight uh, specifically at uh, Matthew 28 and read the first 10 verses there and jump down to the last four or five in Matthew 28. So here, here we go. Starting at verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold... There was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back uh, the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, See the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. They came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Skipping down to verse 16 now. Same chapter, same uh, passage of Matthew 28. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It's a reading of God's Word tonight, specifically out of um, Matthew 28 in the English Standard Version. Thanks be to God for this reality. Again, uh, I absolutely love 
and adore the fact that we can dive into truth that is absolute, that's relevant to you, relevant to me, and it's not something that we have to take for granted. It's not something that we can just kind of uh, sit idle. This truth is something that is absolute. It's something that is deep and rich in the context of who you are and who I am. And so when we look at the word untorn in terms of the name of this podcast, the word untorn provides for us mission in the first place. It provides for us direction because we are meant to walk in victory and not be ripped up by the fabric and by the very nature of our world. And I know, I know how pressing it is uh, to walk in those ways. I know how difficult it is to say, you know what, no to certain things and yes to other things. I get that reality. So as as we dive into, uh, real quick, this passage of Matthew 28 and what it means for you and for me uh, relating to mission, there are a few points that I'd like to bring up with you. And the first one is this, in verses 5 and 10 of Matthew 28, they are instructed by the angel of the Lord to fear not, to not walk in shame, to not walk in fear. Now, it's easy to become distracted in uncertain and unknown times. I get it. You know, it's almost like fruit basket upset within one's mindset where we don't know what's next. We don't know what just hit us upside the head. We don't know where to go and to get our bearings straight. Sometimes we have to take a few moments to uh, reorient ourselves. And by a few minutes, I don't mean just minutes or moments. I also mean sometimes a few days, a season of life where we have to re where we have to reorient ourselves to that which is our compass or our rooting. And in this case, fear should not be the root that takes a hold of the depths of our lives, of the foundation, the core of who we are. In fact, we're told in this passage to, again, fear not. Fear steals the focus off of Jesus and his declaration over our lives to fear not and keeps the hope on our circumstances and situations only. When we engage with this thing called fear, we leave our lives open to happenstance and that kind of becomes our focus, our reality. We can't wait until dot, dot, dot. We can't wait until our lives hit the next chapter because our lives will be filled with meaning and purpose then. I can't wait until dot, dot, dot. Whatever the, whatever the case may be on this, my friends, uh, we are so forward focused that we forget to engage with the reality in which we are in, in that certain time period. So when we're told to fear not, I think it's okay to acknowledge the difficulty and the the frustration of different moments, but we don't stay parked under that frustration. We move forward in operating in such a way where we won't live in a spirit of fear. The point of emphasis changes from fear to faith. Live life by the words of Jesus and his promises. And so that's kind of point number one for those of you who are outline folks that love to kind of take notes mentally or actually written down on paper. Um, fear not. In fact, verse 7, as we look at kind of point number two this this night, is this understanding that we are to go and tell. In fact, 
Jesus uses the word specifically, or the angel rather, uses the word in verse 7 to to ultimately go and tell the reality of what has, has transpired. He he says in verse 7 to, to um, Mary, then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. Go and share it. Go and mention it. Go and live it. You and I, we have the best story on earth. What does that mean? If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you have the best story to share and the living examples found not in anything that you say, but ultimately in how you handle your life. Our lives should be ultimately the living proof of something different, something extravagant, something awesome alive inside of us, of his working, of God's working, an active story happening inside of you and inside of me. It's not about a single person's story. It's not about you individually, and certainly not about me. It's about Jesus. And that's what it comes back to. The biggest disservice that we have in our world and in our hands, the biggest disservice is not sharing it by by simply holding back, by living a life that is compromising in nature. And Satan, the enemy, not only wants to distract us and trip us up, but guys and ladies, he also wants to shut us up. He wants us to live our lives in such a way where double standards are okay. And I personally don't want to live that hypocritical way. So you have this element of fear not. You have this element of go and tell. But then you have this mission that is declared. And the mission in this context, in this case, in verse 19, is disciple making. To be in it for the long haul is the key. Now listen, I do retreats. I do uh, singular events. I'm a moment guy. A moment by moment guy. I'm in uh, one place one weekend and then in another place the next weekend. This weekend I actually get to be with my family, which is really cool. I get to stay local. And see... When I look at Jesus, when I think about Jesus, it's not just a one-and-done thing. It's perpetual. It's ongoing. It is continuing to have our lives walk in that transformation. It's ongoing. It's like a domino effect. Disciple-making is a whole-life scenario thing, not just something that's reserved for a weekend event or a 40-hour retreat or a one week long camp. It is ongoing. And until we wrap our minds around that reality, the mission that is presented here, and this idea of saying and declaring, you know what, well, what happened over the retreat weekend stays on that retreat weekend and then it's done. I think we're doing a massive disservice on, in terms of what we could be about when our lives are meant to be so much more than just a 40-hour ordeal. I often joke around and say, you know, we're not supposed to have the Las Vegas mentality. What happens on retreat stays on retreat, or what happens in those moments stays on those moments. And so the mission here is the movement towards disciple-making. Disciple-making, again, is a whole 
life thing, not just reserved for special moments or retreats. Now, again, what's a disciple? Some of you may ask that. What is what does a disciple look like? It and I wrote it down here as one who's a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. We need to remember the mission. And the mission is people, as they aren't projects. And the people that you interact with and the people that I interact with come from different backgrounds and different lifestyles, and they have so many different stories. There's different variables going into it all. And I think there needs to be grace there for that reality. And the last thing we're going to talk about tonight is that he is always with you. And he's always with me. Verse 20 says, Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's exciting. There's great, there's great news in that phrase is that we don't have to go through life alone. You and I, we have someone that's on our side, that's by our side throughout all different idiosyncrasies of life. Whether it is a mountaintop experience or walking through the valley of the shadow of craziness and chaos. Uh, this isn't some sort of tease or a moment of, hey, just kidding, dangling the carrot. No, we have somebody that is by our side walking with us, even when it feels like we are going through life alone. He is there. And I want to conclude tonight by sharing uh, my story about this summer. It was May 31st that my father passed away and my dad passed away. That's coming up on five months ago. It's still kind of fresh. It still kind of stings. And as I went through the different camps that I was a part of this summer, I couldn't help but think, as I look back with hindsight, about how much the Lord carried me. It did feel like it at the time. It did feel like he was he was there with me continually during those moments, during those different times of going from camp to camp. But as I look back on it, I think about the different conversations I've had, not just on stage, but also off stage. Having the chance to connect, having the chance to uh, talk about uh, with people some of the deeper issues of life and and not sugarcoating it, not dancing around the subject, but really just diving in and, and, and going for it. And the theme for me this past summer was very much God carrying me. He's always with me. Even when it doesn't feel like it, he's with me and he's with you. So I want to encourage you to find those moments. Look for those moments. Make yourself available for those moments. Again, you don't have to sit on the sidelines. But you'll find even in the midst of the difficulty, as a certain amount of time passes, you'll look back and say, with hindsight being perfect as it is, yeah, I wasn't alone. I had somebody with me. And his name is Jesus. So, as we walk through difficulty, as we walk through the trenches, as different things wind down in life, please remember that emotions go up and down, 
that there's a push and pull that happens in life. But relationship with God through Jesus can endure forever. And as we wrap this time up, this is not the end. This is a fantastic beginning. So go and live your life with purpose and on purpose. Go and be that which you were created to be. Because you are made for so much more than you could ever think, dream, fathom, or imagine. And that, my friends, is tonight's Untorn. Main points, again, if I can go over the outline. Fear not. Go and tell. Go and share it. Not just with your mouth, but with your lifestyle. Remember that the mission is disciple-making, and the definition of disciple-making is training up those to be fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. And the last thing that we looked at was, hey, he's always with us, even when it doesn't feel like it. He is always with you. So my friends, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Untorn. We'll continue next week uh, with the subject of mission. We'll talk about mission once again uh, for the month of October. Uh, It is, again, an honor and a privilege to be with you. Thank you for being part of Untorn, where we are broadcasting life and broadcasting love from Studio 14B again. I'm Jay Trainer saying so long for now. We'll see you next time right here on Untorn.net. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Doing business like a CEO while saving like a CFO. Staples has all the supplies you need to run your business like a boss at prices that'll make your bookkeeper smile. Now that is an achievement. Everything from markers and pens to 2019 desk calendars. And right now, a 12-pack of Sharpie markers and an 8-pack of Expo dry erase markers are only $4.99 each. At Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. Ends $119.19 in-store only. With 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chantilly Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com.